This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. And thanks for joining us today. It is Tuesday, May 29th edition of Invest Talk. And of course, here on Invest Talk, we have one mission helping you grow your money. Now, I do this and we do this with timely comments, suggestions, and of course, we're focused on, focused on what you are interested in, not us. And how do we do that? Well, we take your financial questions. So please call 888 99Chart and ask your financial questions. Now, it's Tuesday, and yesterday was Monday, a holiday, and tomorrow night, Wednesday, is our valuable free webinar event. I think it's valuable anyways. Free webinar. You can still register at investtalk.com. Now, is it summer yet? Not quite, right? But maybe on the calendar, but, you know, but most people don't think of summer is starting until all the kids are out of school. And I know you got, what, a couple weeks left, I think? Maybe more? I don't know. Uh, So most people consider summer when that happens, okay? So just in time, I've got 10 tax moves to make before summer begins. 10 tax moves to make before summer begins. And I'll run down that list here in a little bit. Uh, You know, getting you a position to try to reduce your tax bill by year's end. We all wait to the last minute, and we really shouldn't do that. We don't have to do that, so maybe we can change that a little bit. But first, let's go ahead and jumpstart the program with one of the calls. Our anytime listener line is open for business, 888-99-CHART. Here's a call that came in earlier. Hey, guys. It's Steve from Wisconsin. I just wanted to call and ask your opinion on something. Uh, one of my coworkers is a financial advisor, and I uh, went to him just to ask him his advice and some of his thoughts on investing in general. Basically, he advised me that the best position I should take right now is in cash. And I wanted to get your opinion on that. He's of the mindset that recession's coming, and I know that's a lot of the talk right now that it's coming and we're in a correction and, you know, it's going to come eventually. But he thinks that you should be out of stocks completely and be in cash and then wait till the recession comes, obviously, and then buy on the lows, which is not a bad strategy. It's just when does the recession come? So is it something that I should be taking to heart and I should probably try to slowly get out of my positions and hold my cash and wait for the dips to come or should I have some of my cash aside and keep something in stocks which rely on certain stocks like blue chip stocks or growth stocks to weather the storm just looking for some advice on this topic thanks in advance I'll be listening on the podcast bye okay that's a good question and the answer generally is no you should not be in cash generally no one knows when the next recession is coming. There's always going to be a recession coming. But no one knows, and you can't time it. And that's what I'm afraid he's trying to do. I think the recession's coming, too. I don't think it'll be next year, but maybe the year after or the year after that. I, we, there's always a possibility of recession, and there's good reasons to think that. Raising interest rates, there's things that are going on that may push us in the next recession. But no one can time it. And the more difficult part is how do you know when to get back in? Usually you're too late getting back in. Now, part of what he's saying is right. You want to have cash to invest when the recession does hit. Okay? Well, that means maybe don't put any new money in the market. 
That means maybe taking profits on some of your stocks that have really done very, very well or take half the profits, but don't reinvest the money. So produce some cash, but don't go to all cash. That's not the smart thing to do. It's not. Uh, but you do want to have cash to buy at the next low uh, in a recession. You have to, though, buy in the depths of the recession. Do you, can you do that? See, most people can't. They, they, they're too fried. They're too afraid. They're scared. And time the market's impossible. So, yeah, you want to have some cash for the next recession, so I agree with them there. But going to all cash is not the smart move because no one knows when it will happen. What if it's two years from now? What if it's three years from now? And then when they have the recession, the market goes down, then you're afraid to get in. <laughs> so it's, in many ways, if you have a long outlook, long, many, many years left, you can just stay in the market, not worry about it. Okay? Appreciate the call. Good call, though. Want to save some money by reducing your tax bill? Now, this is a reporter, Kelly Phillips, ERB, writing at Forbes.com. He has compiled a list of 10 tax moves you should make now. Now, implementing one or more could produce significant savings, he says. So, let's look at some of them. Number one, take a good look at retirement accounts. The more money that you stock away into your 401k and other retirement type accounts, 403b, 457, IRA, the, the less you have to worry about paying taxes. Shore up health care accounts, HSA, FSA accounts. Put money in those, so those tax deductible too. Double check your withholding. Significant changes to itemized deductions could affect your tax bill. So check your withholdings. Uh, summer can be a great time to pick a little bit of extra cash up with a side job maybe. So you can put that money away or pay down debt or whatever. Pay your estimated tax. Okay, estimated taxes are due each quarter for us self-employed people. If you skip a payment or pay late, you may be penalized, so do that. So, you might consider uh, consider charitable gifts right now, bundling them. Pay tuition bills now. Go to the doctor if you need medical or dental expenses that you have to, you've been putting off and you, you know, don't put them off. Consider downsizing your house. Ooh, that's a big move. Do you want to do that? Consider, uh, consult with your tax professional or, or hire one if you don't. You know, they, they could be helpful. And uh, as with any tax-related thing, time is of the essence. Summer, so you have months before the end of the year to actually make your move and, and have it mean something. So... If you have questions about this or anything financial, give us a call, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now, our featured talking point today is 35 ways to earn up to 11% on your money. That's the range of opportunities for your money, delivering yield from low risk to high risk. And if you're going to get 11%, don't get attracted to it because it also means high risk, very high risk. Now, some of the other things I want to talk about, why Italy is all of a sudden a problem for the stock market. You saw what happened in the market today, and most of it was blame put, on the, put at the feet of the Italians. Why? Uh, what is the catch about retiring abroad? What's the catch? 
because it's got great health care, most of these places, very low cost, great health care, and cheap rent, cheap properties. So what's the catch? I'll tell you what the catch is in. Online markets. You know how we've been, uh, uh, every, everything's gone online because it's cheaper. You know, you can buy things cheaper. How about online markets are costing customers more, not less. More. How's that possible? Well, uh, it's all about data, and I'm going to share that with you. Gathering and assimilating data on you. So those are going to be the main talking points we're going to talk about today. Of course, you know, it's always you first, not what we want to talk about, but what you want to talk about. You know, so give us a call, 888-99-CHART. The market was down big today. Dow was down 392 points. That's 1.5%. Okay, then the Nasdaq down 37, 37 points, but that's only half a percent, and the S&P down 1.1% at 31. So the Dow led the way down big time today. This is Invest Talk. I'm, Inve I'm financial advisor Steve Peasley, and I strongly encourage you to register today. Uh, you know, register for our, you know, our free educational webinar. That's tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yes, it's all happening live tomorrow night. May 30th, we've been talking about it for a while. Justin and I will be explaining the, the power and function and try to teach fundamental and technical analysis. I know this information will help you, will strengthen your knowledge base, but you do have to register. You gotta do it first at investtalk.com. You're listening to Invest Talk, and we're listening to you. I'm in the dilemma of the fear and greed again. In my 401k, I, I don't have very many choices. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion. Um, I am looking into some kind of college saving plan. Get your question to us now at 888-99-CHART. That's how you can reach Invest Talk anytime. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to some, some get Submit in Boston. How you doing, Smith? Um, I'm doing good. Hey, Steve, long-time listener. Um, just wanted Thank to you. get um, uh, your thoughts on Micron, MU. Uh, it seems to be like uh, the um, hot stock uh, of this quarter. I, I bought it around 40, and now it's risen to almost 62, 63. Um, I'm a little skeptical at this point, not entirely sure if the growth is really organic. Or if something is, um, if money is being artificially pumped into this stock, um, so just wanted to to check with you if this is would be a good time to uh, take some profit off the table uh, before um, the earnings come out uh, in June um, uh, next month. So I look forward okay. to hearing um, your thoughts. Okay. MU Micron Technologies makes uh, DRAM, nano, and non-flash memory and image sensors used in computers, servers, consumer electronics. The numbers are very impressive, and the stock has done really well, uh, moving from $10 a year ago now to 60 And you've done very well. You know, you got it at 40 and now $62.62 today. And it's still very reasonably priced. I mean, we're looking at $4.96 this year, uh, last year, I'm sorry, and then $11.56 this year, and then down a little bit to 1084 So based on $11, 
you know, per share, and it's a $62 stock, even if it's maintained as P ratio seven, you know, that's that's a $77 stock. So I still think it's underpriced, uh, Submit. I don't think it's, you know, at price, but I, I agree with you. It's a little bit scary. The P range of this company is four to 70. So, so it can go all the way down to four. That means the price of this stock could be cut in half. Could, I don't think it will, but it could. But on the other hand, if it goes to 70, the stocks are worth huge, much more. So let's let's just be reasonable. Let's let it go to like a reasonable PE. And I would say 10 would be very reasonable. And that means it's a $100 stock. So it's still, still cheap, no matter how you look at it. And it's right near what we call a double top on a chart. Right at double top. It's been at $62, $63. Uh, before back in March and it fell all the way down to 45 or so then back up to 62 so uh, submit I would probably keep a tight stop I don't know if I take profits today but if it broke a really tight stop and let's say you know probably right now I followed up with you know, maybe a 5% stop if it goes down $3 a share I'd probably go ahead and exit that's like $59 but it might just keep marching up on you, and I would love to have you stay in as long as possible if it does. But it's kind of at a crucial point right now. So if it breaks down three points, I'd probably exit it. And that's a pretty tight stop. Okay? Appreciate okay. the call. No, because I was looking at um, their earnings next year, and it seems to be flattening out um, next year. I mean, yes. I have common with most it of is. the conductor stocks. You're exactly right. It is flattening next year. I'm just thinking it might go up because it's still underpriced. But that's why you want to put a tight stop on it in case it does not. Appreciate the call, Smith. Brandon, I'm going to have to take you over the break. I'm sorry. Uh, it won't be long, but please hold on. Brandon, you're next. I want to talk about JPM. As an independent financial advisor, KPB Financial is dedicated to placing our clients' interests ahead of our own. I always do that. That has always been our core principle. Okay, we call it parallel investing. So if you want to know more, learn more anytime at investtalk.com, please give us a call at 888-99-CHART. Invest Talk is here to help you grow your money. The more you listen, the more you learn. We are taking your questions now. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Brandon in Los Angeles. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for taking my call. I uh, wanted to ask you about J.P. Morgan today. I've owned it for a while, since 2015, and um, basically um, with today's drop of almost 5%, I wanted to get your opinion on if it's a good time to just stay with it or if there'd be a good buying opportunity or what your thoughts were on that. Well, I think you stay with it personally. Um, why it dropped 4% or so today was because one of the vice presidents said that their profits from their trading desk is going to be flat year over year, they think. And then they kind of try to cover that up and saying, oh, it's not going to be so bad. But then again, you have this uh, European thing going on with Italy, and that might affect J.P. Morgan. 
But fundamentally, fundamentally, J.P. Morgan is very soft. They're going to make $9.83, very solid. They're going to make $9.83 next year. So that gives the stock only about 11 P.E., Okay, and it's a you know the range is eight to sixteen, so it's kind of on the lower end. I, I, and their sales growth is still. I I think you stick with it because it's right at support, one hundred four dollars, one hundred five dollars, and it's at one hundred five ninety three today. That's support, one hundred four hundred five. It's been there like four times. This is the fourth time in the last four or five months. I have a feeling you might get a bounce from here. And long term, you you know, it's a huge company and it's pretty darn safe. And it's still growing. You know, it grew itself 16% last quarter, the most recent quarter, in March quarter. That's the best growth it's had in two years. So I, I think, I think Brandon, I think you stay with it. I really do. All right. Okay. You think it's an opportunity? Thanks for the call. Uh,. I'm going to say no. Uh, no, I, unless you don't have a very big position, it's very small, then I, I, you know, as long as it's not too much of your overall portfolio, yeah, you can buy more. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that this company has a huge upside potential because it does not. It just is a solid company that has some upside potential. I think it's worth about 120 bucks. So, yeah, I would, I, I would stay with it. I don't know if I'd add to it. Brandon, appreciate awesome. the call. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay. How can you earn up to 11%? Well, you can, okay, and there's a bunch of ways to do it. And when I say earn, I'm actually talking about, you know, dividends or bond yields, that kind of thing, that kind of earning. Uh, as opposed to capital appreciation. Talk about earnings, not capital appreciation. And uh, you'll see the article on our website from Kiplinger. And it starts off with, you know, it gives you like 11 pages uh, uh, short, but each one tells you, you know, uh, you can earn 2% this way, 3% this way, on and on and on. But when you get up to the 8 to 11% uh, range, now you're talking about MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships, which has risks. You're talking about very low-graded junk bonds or trustees that are not high up on the the equity scale as far as value. I mean, you have to take a pretty good chunk of risk to earn that kind of money, 11%. And I don't know if you want to do that. I don't. I think that has to be considered very, very carefully. Um, the risks are pretty high in this area, especially MLPs. Um, you, they, they, even though, you know, they pay, throw off a lot of income and you get attached to that income, 10, 11%, you can get quite a bit. You got, it's a master limited partnership. First of all, you are a partner. You are not a shareholder in a master limited partnership. You know, well, some of them are. See, I can't make a generalization like that. I really can't. If you are a partner, now... You're, you get a you, you don't even if you have it in your IRA or 401k you still you'll get a, what's called a K1 which is you know a, a tax form like a W2 tells you what you earn and what you have to pay taxes on and you have to pay taxes on it even though it might be in your tax deferred account so and they pay that usually when they're paying this high much money they take it they borrowing money they leveraging up they're taking high risk. 
So is that what you want? You, know, you have to decide. And they really fluctuate these master limited partnerships depending on what part of the marketplace they're in. You know, it's it it's can be very, very risky. Uh, they can go down at value very fast, you know, and they're many of them are economically sensitive. So if the economy starts to turn down, they'll turn down faster than you can blink an eye. And before you even know that the economy turned down, these you know everybody's looking out for that kind of thing. So just be very careful. If you want to be more reasonable, you can you know you go to the four and five percent range. You know then we're talking about you know the bonds. But when you talk about bonds, the concern is always duration. How long? Remember, if interest rates go up, the value of the bond goes down. So that's why I tell people to buy the bond itself. And you can buy it at par, hold it for the duration of the bond, two, three, five years, whatever it is, and then you get your money back at par. So you know exactly what you're going to get. Buying bond funds, buying bond ETFs, it acts a little differently, and it, you know, it can go down in value as the interest rates go up consistently. So you don't need it going down value consistently. What's coming up on Invest Talk Wednesday? How to choose your first online brokerage. That's tomorrow on Invest Talk. But for now, I'm here to answer your questions. 888 99Chart. Our podcast continues, but first, a reminder about our upcoming webinar. There are two tools that serious investors can't do without fundamental and technical analysis we get a lot of calls from people who want to know how to analyze companies these two techniques kind of help you look under the hood there's competitors there's positions in the industry revenues income but you can't analyze stocks with fundamental analysis alone shorter term traders rely heavily on technical analysis that shows patterns there are trend lines and, and moving averages. It's not as complicated as it looks. It really isn't. Join Talks, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for this free live webinar Wednesday, May 30th at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. So we're going to pack a lot on this webinar. I hope you can join us. It's May 30th and it's free using fundamental and technical analysis to take your investing to the next level. All you do is register. Just go to investtalk.com. That's investtalk with two T's and investtalk.com and click on the invest talk tab invest talk is made possible by kpp financial kpp financial offers a sensible approach to help you achieve your goals kpp ignores hype and capitalizes on opportunity learn how and why anytime at investtalk.com Steve's ready and waiting for your call right now. 888-99-CHART. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Steve. Love the show. I just wanted to uh, get a quick analysis by y'all uh, of CPE. That's Cowan Petroleum. Uh, CPE. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to know what you were thinking of the stock. Right now it's uh, trading at a uh, short interest ratio of, of 98 uh, about 20% short interest of the float. Uh, makes me a little weary there, uh, but kind of wanted to get uh, your outlook um, with the risk uh, due to the short interest there. Um, hoping for maybe a squeeze coming up. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, they have, you know, a huge 22 million 
um, stock offering. In other words, what they're doing, they're, they're going to issue more stocks and that dilute the current stockholders. And that's one of the reasons why it's fallen from $14 down to eleven seventy-five in the last four or five days when they announced that stock offering. So that's going to dilute the shareholders and the stock is going down. Uh, they do have a lot of short interest on the stock. I, I'm worried about those short interests, though. Um, and uh, remember, if you short the company, short the stock, you want it to go down because you make money when it does. But since there's so many shorting the stock, when they for them to get out of their short position, is the, they have to buy the stock back and give it back to whoever they borrowed it from to, to sell it short. So the act of buying it will stop it from falling at some point. I don't think it's going to go down below $10. That's where a strong, strong support is. Uh, Callan Petroleum, CPE, engaged in acquisition, development, exploration, operations of oil and gas properties in West Texas. It's a $2.6 billion company. Sales are growing over 50% a quarter. So that was, what, the last four quarters. So it's you know it's got it's doing well. Earnings are going to be 93 cents this year after being only 42 cents a share last year. That's over double. That's going to be a dollar 28 next year. Another almost 40 percent increase, and it's 11 dollar stock. I, I, I would not short this company, even though I don't like the fact that it diluted everybody. And they're going to issue more shares and dilute. That's a 10 percent addition to the shares. Outstanding, and that's. I don't like that. Don't like that at all. I'm being deluded if I own the company. And probably why the shorts are shorting it. Okay. Why Italy, remember the, the stock market fell 400, Dallas fell almost 400 points today. So why Italy, and it's all because of Italy, by the way. That's what everybody's blaming. But why is Italy suddenly a problem for the stock market? Why? Well, over the weekend, over our holiday weekend, they have having some, they're having some uh, political issues, big political issues, because different the, the Italian government can't seem to put a new government together after the elections they had a couple, three months ago. They can't seem to get agreement. Now, it's not like our system here, everybody. They have a, they elect different people, uh, you know, we don't have Republicans and Democrats. They have like five parties, seven parties. They have a lot. And they have to kind of, uh, you know, the, the main party that gets elected still has to work with everybody. And so they had to put a co coalition together. If they can't, then they have to have another election. And that's what it was all about, a possible another election. And why can't they get these things together? Because the, a popular, the populist perception is they want to possibly break away from their European Union, the EU. The EU, get away from the euro. Remember, they're the third largest company, economy in the in the EU. And they would abandon the euro and do what? The Italian lira again? That's what it used to be, Italian lira. And then that's going to cause economic problems here. Why would it cause economic problems here? Why? Well, if that, if, if it's going to cause big economic problems in the EU, remember, third largest economy trying to get out, if that is a possibility, get out of the EU, that means their economies there are really going to tumble. The, the euro value of the euro will probably sink like a rock, and then our Federal Reserve will react.
because that will eventually affect our economy, and they're thinking, well, we got to react. So the stock market participants, the investors and traders now, are concerned, and that's why I had that big 400-point down day today in the Dow. That's the worry. Do I, th I, do I think it's overblown? Of course. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, the reason why I say it's not that big of a deal because Italy is not going to leave the euro. I, I, the EU, and they're not going to get rid of the euro. I can't see that happening. I can't. They have short-term memory there. They don't remember what inflation problems they had and unemployment problems. Before the advent of the EU, that helped them a lot. Anyways. So that, but that was why the market reacted today. Now, InvestTalk is a ready source of answers about money. Whether you start the conversation with your questions or you just listen to answers from questions that other people submitted. That's fine. We're here five days a week on the radio live, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. You can't miss it. And InvestTalk.com is open 24 hours a day. We're taking your calls now at 888-99-CHART. Over the past few weeks, we've been introducing you to the investment programs of KPP Financial. Balanced income is an ideal blend of growth and interest. The goal is income. KPP created a strategy designed to accommodate investors who have a lower risk tolerance but still desire some exposure to the potential growth of the stock market. You can see a complete description on investtalk.com. Ask your questions right now, 888-99-CHART. Hello, guys. This is Mark from Houston, Texas. I have a couple of questions. One is the payout ratio on dividend, the percentage value. What does that really mean? If you can expand on that, I really appreciate it. And I'd like to get your thoughts on ABEV Embev. I'm looking to possibly get into that. Anyway, if you can give me an idea of what the entry point would be, I would really appreciate it. Thank you much. I really enjoy your show. Thanks, guys. Okay, what's a payout ratio? Payout ratio. Of course, you can go to Investopedia.com and get the definition of that. But basically, what does it mean? It means what are they paying out in dividend and compared to their earnings? So if they earn a dollar per share and they're paying a 50 cents dividend, that means the payout ratio is 50%. Payout ratio. Why is it important? Well, you want the company to retain enough money to keep growing the company, to reinvest in the company, but you also want, uh, you know, maybe you want a high dividend paying company. Okay, so you want to know if they're paying out more than they really can afford to pay out. There are companies that pay out more than they make. How's that possible? You can't pay out more than you make. Well, you can because you can borrow money. You can issue shares. You can pay out more than you made this year from the savings you've had the year before. So you're just eating into your equity of the company. So you can. It's just not good. We like to see a payout ratio of 60% or less. We're more comfortable with that. Now, MBEV, a Brazilian-based manufacturer of beer, soft drinks, other beverages with operations in 18 countries. It's an $81 billion company, so it's a Brazilian company. They're going to make $0.24 cents a share this year. That's up 20% from last year, which is $0.20. Cents. 
And then 26, 28 cents next year, another 17% uh, in uh, growth uh, in earnings. Sales are sporadic. They grow one quarter, shrink another quarter, but basically they've been growing the last two years. But in the last two years they've had, two, in the last four quarters, two of those quarters fell. Growth shrunk. Okay. Uh, what's the value of the company? Well, it's only made 28 cents. So what's 28 cents worth? Well, I would say a good fair PE around 15, 16. I think that's fair. Well, that means the stock is what? Worth $4, $5? And it's a $5.20 stock. So I would say it's not cheap. It's kind of on the expensive side. Uh, it is paying a 3.7% dividend. Uh, but the stock has fallen from $7.30 down to five fifty, then five twenty today. I mean, in one day it fell 30 more cents. Uh, I would probably stay away from this stock at this point. You need to see some support at somewhere come in. And, you know, I don't see it yet. Okay? A, B, E, V. E is in Edward, V is in Victor. A, B is in boy, E, V. Okay, what is the catch about retiring abroad? Remember, there's a lot of ex expats, they call it, expat expatriates that move out of the United States to a foreign country because their dollars, their Social Security dollars, and their savings go a lot further. Plus, you can get really good health care. Don't think you don't. You can very inexpensively. And, of course, you know, the cheapest rent. But what is the problem with this? Why isn't this work? Well, yeah, I just told you the pros. The pros are the, you know, uh, you can live very nicely on $2,000 a month for in a foreign country. Okay, so that's possible. And you can live in a tropical paradise, too. I mean, you won't be living on the beach, but you can live there. Okay? So why? what's the catch? What's the problem? Well, the biggest problem is the U.S., United States, we are is the most convenient country in the world to buy anything you want, anytime you want, and have it any, right away. Most countries, that's not true. Okay, if you want something, you might have to wait two weeks. You want to uh, get your phone installed, that might be two months later. You want to get uh, new flooring put in or carpeting, they don't, it's not the same. And they don't have the same stores, the same attitude, you know, uh, as we do as far as customer service and all that. They don't. You have to go to a foreign country and find out. Many places, <laughs> you go in a store, they'll be rude to you. They're, you know, they're not all friendly. Some places there are. I'm not saying that all of them are. But, but you don't get the convenience that you get here in the U.S. I think that's probably the biggest downfall. Remember, it's a whole different lifestyle. They're not going to have 150 channels maybe on your cable TV. Okay? Maybe the cell service is spotty. Depends on where you go, right? I mean, but you, you, you have to know it's a whole different lifestyle. Maybe they don't have grocery stores in every corner. Gas stations in every corner. You've got to plan where they are. you got to plan everything out. And the places where you live are usually smaller. So you better be very, very careful. You also have to have an extra strategy in case you don't like it. You want to come back? You better have a way to do that. Okay. Let's go to Kevin in San Jose. How you doing, Kevin? 
Hi, how you doing? Um, just want to know uh, yeah. what's a good buy price for a Bank of America, B-A-C. Okay, Bank of America. Uh, they have problems just like J.P. Morgan. See, all these big international banks, they're worried about the EU and rules and regulations. And then they have the new rules and regulations. Uh, what was it put out just recently? Uh uh, the EU passed a law about uh, privacy on internet transactions and privacy information. And all these big international banks are going to be subject to that, even though they're in the U.S. They do any business with any Europeans, they're going to follow the new rules. Anyways, and it's going to be hard. So Bank of America, everybody knows, big global company banking. Okay, it fell, what, pretty about 4% today. And it's coming off a high of 33. Uh, it's now 28.96. So, and it's not. It's copying copying the same path as a lot of other big banks. So it's not necessarily new. Uh, they're going to make two dollars and fifty-five cents this year. Remember, it's a twenty-eight dollar ninety-six cent stock. They're going to make two dollars and ninety cents next year. That means your PE ratio is about ten, based on next year's earnings. And the range is 8 to 18. So it's fairly reasonably priced. I think it's pretty inexpensive. They only pay a 1.7% dividend. So they don't pay a lot of dividend. So, Kevin, if you're going to buy it for uh, the dividend, this is not really the stock for you to buy for the dividend. If you're going to buy it for capital appreciation, the stock price go up, this looks like a good price. If it can hold this $28, $28, $29 range for a few days, I'd let it do that, maybe a week or two. But it looks like a good buy point. And that's what you're asking okay. about, right above the 200-day moving average. Okay? Okay, Thanks thank you very much. Yep, I think the fear about Italy will probably dissipate and, you know, about the EU. I think that's going to dissipate. Um but there have, as I mentioned last, I think it was Friday, on Friday's show, I mentioned that the EU is starting to slow down its growth. Its growth is slowing. Well, that could be detrimental to their economy. And that looks like it is happening. But they're slowing the growth. They're not shrinking, just slowing down. Okay? Today's Invest Talk is almost over, but you still have time. We can fit you, fit you in the last segment. Give us your money question right now. 888-99-CHART is our number. 888-992-4278. This is the last segment. Be fast and you'll get through. We're taking your calls now. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, how to choose your first online brokerage. That's tomorrow. But right now, if you've got a question for Steve, call 888-99-CHART. Hi, uh, I just had a question for the stock LNC, Larry, Nancy, Charlie. Just wanted to see your thoughts on on the stock and uh, what might be a good price to, to get it. Thank you. Bye-bye. LNC, everybody, is Lincoln National Corporation. It's an insurance company. provides life insurance, annuities, disability, dental products for individuals and employers. It's a $14 billion company. That means it's a big cap company, big capitalization company. It's going to make $8.46 this year. That's 9% more than last year. And then another 9% next year to $9.24. 
the biggest advantage this company has is it's steady. It's steady. It it has earned more money every year for quite some time. Yeah, there's a year or two in the last eight or nine years that it made just a little bit more or just a little bit less, but generally it grows not big, not small, just consistent. Pays a 2% dividend. The P.E. ratio, it's a $65 stock, going to make $9.24 next year. So the current P.E. now based on last year's earnings is 9. So next year is going to be right down to 6. Yeah, about 6. And that's the low end of its five-year range, 6 to 11. Notice it's only 11 at the high end. So it's not it's not a high flyer. You don't buy this for that. But the question is, down. it was down big today with a lot of stocks. Uh, what was it, about oh, 5% or so. It looks like it's really approaching. Around 62 to $64 is very strong support on this company. And it's come off $70 about five days ago to $65 now. I want you to wait till it trades sideways and starts up again. Hopefully, it won't drop below 62 to 64 but I think that's where it's going to find a lot of support. Big company, not a great dividend, 2%, but 2% is very doable. I mean, that's a very low no payout ratio. Remember the payout ratio? If they're going to make $9.24, how much is 2% of $65? It's straight up the stock. The stock is trading at $65. What's 2% of that? Okay, well, of 60, it's $1.20, right? So, dollar what? Dollar, yeah, dollar uh, 30? And they're going to make $9. Okay, they're going to pay out a dollar and all the thirty. They're going to make nine dollars. What's that payout ratio, everybody? What, thirteen, fourteen percent? I'm doing this all on my head, so you have to forgive me. I'm just estimating all those things. So that remember how we said we'd like a payout ratio below sixty. So they have a lot of room to increase their dividend if they want to. If they want to. Uh, but I, let's see. I don't see them increasing dividends in the last year, so maybe they don't want to. That is uh, Lincoln National, LNC, LNC. Okay, online markets are costing customers more, not less. Remember, everybody says, buy things online, it's all cheaper. Everybody looks on their phone and says, I could buy that cheaper online. And it's all true. I'm not just, no, the article I read about this and the information I've seen about that, not disputing that. We're not disputing you can't get stuff cheaper. But this is what's really happening. As you shop online, they gather more and more data on you. More and more data. More and more data on your habits. So let's say you're looking and decided you want to buy a car. And you're looking at expensive cars. Or you're going on an expensive trip. Or uh, you want to buy a watch. They gather all that information about what you're looking at, what you're thinking about. They take that information and they market that more expensive watch to you or that more expensive trip to you or that more expensive car to you. And you buy into it. You take it because it looks so tempting. It looks great. that it's, it's more expensive, but you go and spend the money. That is what I'm talking about. Online marketing are costing customers more, not less these days, depending on what you are buying because you're being tracked and they know exactly what you're looking at. And they want to try to push you to the higher priced item. And it's being successful, by the way. And they're not, 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 it is successful. 
So you got to be really, really careful, okay? Because, you know, <laughs> they're going to get you one way or another. So, time to close, everybody. That's the hour. I leave you with a reminder that it's not too late to get my assistance with your portfolio. I'll be in San Jose on the 6th, June 6th. I'll be in San Jose if you want to sit down with me. To reserve your time for a personal review, go to investtalk.com. On, remember, go, invest, go to the Invest Talk tab, and it's on investtalk.com. I'm Steve Peasley. Justin and I thank you for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.